Hey friends, can't wait till Wednesdays to get your Modern Mamas fix. Join us on Patreon. You can choose your tier and when you subscribe, you'll get bonus content, early access to retreat, first peeks at new swag, plus shout outs and even real time monthly virtual hangs with us. Visit patreon.com forward slash modern mamas podcast to check it out and support the podcast. It truly means the world to us. We are so grateful for you and for this community. I love mama. Welcome to the Modern Mamas Podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire, empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to a very special, I don't know if this is a catch-up or a topical, whatever it is, It's we're going off the grid, but a very special episode of the Modern Mamas podcast. And we're going to be talking about, Laura, your, your birth story. Well, you and baby girl's birth story. I'm not yeah. going to give away any of the details. I'm going to let all of the, the information fall to you, but we're here for... I mean, another birth story. I can't believe it because I know. pretty much when we started this podcast, it was kicked off with. Evie's I think it was episode story. five. Yeah, it was like very beginning. Like we yeah. were talking about Evie's birth story. So this feels very full circle right now. It's wild, and I, you know, I, there's been seasons through this podcast, which has been a part of my life since I became a mom. Where I was like, you know, you know, many of you know that I've really wanted a second for so long, and life has just taken us on so many twists and turns. And so the fact that I'm like sitting here with her in my arms is absolutely, I mean, <laughs> it's a, such a gift. I don't even really have the words for. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love uh. it. It is so special, and I, you know, we have chatted a little bit here and there about, you know very cursory chat about like her birth and the whole experience. And so I've been hearing a lot of this for the first time too. And I'm just like, cannot wait to, I'm sure I'll have many, many questions, but I'm going to try and just kind of let you process through your experience. Cause I know that's also a part of, I think, I guess I'll speak for both of us, but we've, we've chatted about this before, but a part of our own healing and processing experiences from our birth was to be able to share it on the podcast. And so I'm just really excited to hear your story, friend. Well, thank you. Thanks for being so quick because I mean, she's five days old and I was like, (laughs) let's record this week. (laughs) And this is the first, like, you know, anything I I haven't even really, I haven't been on Voxer. I haven't really been talking a lot, which is Mm -hmm. interesting because I usually am a talker, but just had a lot of like very intimate family time, a lot of quiet time posting a little bit on Instagram, but not a ton. And just really like trying to, this week feels very, very sacred in such an incredible way to start the year in such a sacred space. So like just really focusing on our family and Evie was out of school for two days, two extra days because of the weather. It's been like icy and snowy. And, and at first I was like, ah, oh, she needs to get out. But now it was just, it was just nice to have some extra days of just us as a family of four, like really leaning into getting to know this new dynamic. It's been special. Did you anticipate like feeling that way or did were were you thinking that you would be like 
I mean, or did you have really any expectations? I definitely, yeah, I anticipated really, because I it's been on my radar this whole season, like basically since Thanksgiving. I was kind of like, okay, she's coming soon. I really want to lean into a slower holiday season, a slower transition into winter, and really just focus on family time. And so kind of just like slowing down. I mean, beauty counter stuff obviously went through that Thanksgiving, but then it was kind of like, okay, I'm slowing down now. And really wanted to be intentional with Evie time. And then the timing of it all just worked out so well. So for those of you listening who don't know, she was, this is, I'm holding in my arms, Indie Bow, mm-hmm. and she is, oh, I'm going to cry <laughs> multiple times throughout this probably, but she is perfect. And she was born on at 2.44 AM on New Year's morning. So she was actually the first baby born in our county. And we were in the like front page of the newspaper on the, <laughs> the first Monday of the, of the new year, which is so funny. But yeah, so so that week, what is so cool about this situation? There's so many things, but I feel like one thing in some ways I manifested perhaps because I was saying it aloud, but like having the week of Christmas be really family focused. And then the week we got a bunch of snow on Christmas. And so that week of Christmas, Rusty, the first half of the week, you know, he went and did some, he's, he's working some contractor, like remodel work with a, a good friend of ours. And so he did some work and he was gone on winter solstice and whatnot. But then like that next week, things just slowed down dramatically and because of all the snow. And so the days between Christmas and New Year's, it was just us, like the four of us, we were playing in the snow. We were home, you know, the day after Christmas, we got our Christmas decorations all pulled down and really started just kind of like setting up our home to welcome Indy. And then I kept saying like, you know, I don't think she's going to come this early, but it would be nice if she came while Evie was still on break. And like, while we were all just home and together, we don't have to worry about drop-offs or like any of the, like any of like regular life. And so then it was New Year's Eve. We had had just a beautiful day. We'd gone rusty coach in the morning and we made sourdough pancakes and then got out for like a, this walk along the water where it's like the juxtaposition of the snow right there. And then the beach, just, we were collecting shells and just spending really quality time together and then came home and made, I made a stew and focaccia and it was just like we nourished ourselves and just ate really well and then had a bonfire in the backyard and I brought out little pieces of paper and we all wrote each of us even Indy I mean Evie I'm gonna probably do that for the rest of my life she you know she would tell us intentions that she wanted and then she'd throw her little slip into the fire and so just to like and that was that you know we finished up that fire at like seven o'clock p.m and then we all hunkered down on the couch to watch Harry Potter and I'm laying there you know, with Evie, I'm laying, I'm sitting and then I decide to lay on my left side and Evie was sitting like at my feet and Rusty was on the other side of her. And all of a sudden I felt this like, like little gush. And I was kind of like, you know, in that moment, I'm sure many mamas can relate. It's, did I just pee my pants or <laughs> was that discharge or did my water just break? Cause with Evie, it was like a loud pop. And I knew immediately it was a loud pop and then a huge gush. And this was like a, just a gush, no sound. So I went to the bathroom and I was like, okay, well, my underwear are wet <laughs> and I changed, but I didn't say anything yet. Cause I didn't want to like get Evie worked up. You know, we were going to be putting her down soon. And, and so I was like, let me just wait this out for a moment. I don't want to like get everyone worked up and then have it not be the case. And then I was laying there and I was like, and, and then <laughs> another little like trickle. And I went to the bathroom and I was like, okay, absolutely. My water broke. And so I went back into the kitchen and Evie, you know, we were there on the couch still. And I was like, Hey, Rusty, come here. And I was like, he walked in the kitchen and I was like, my, my water just broke. He was like, Oh fuck. Not in a way that was like, <laughs> like he's like bummed, but it's just like okay, like he like was here not, we're going. <laughs> yeah, he was not in any sort of a headspace to be like okay, you know. We had, it's so funny the irony because an hour earlier we were joking, we we're like we're going to be asleep by nine o'clock on New Year's, and then come to find out that was definitely. <laughs> hey, not you made the it case. to New. 
(laughs) (laughs) We did. So water broken at that point, I was having, so we made the decision. First of all, I had, I was in the process of making sourdough cinnamon rolls for the next morning. Like this new recipe that I've kind of, I've found my friend Jenna has an incredible sourdough cinnamon recipe, but I've slowly over a couple of years tweaked it and we made it into more of like a sticky bun with like pecan, sticky pecan on the bottom. And then you flip it out, you know, anyway. So I was in the process of making these like towards the very end of the process. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let these go to waste. <laughs> and all I could think about was like, if I'm going into labor, I want these to be my first meal. So <laughs> priorities. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and so I like had like a, a minor contraction. I was like, okay, this is happening. But with Evie, it was, you know, and, and it's, comparing not because one is better than the other, but I was trying to get an idea of like, what am I in for next with Evie? It was like water broke 10 minutes later, heavy contraction, five minutes later, heavy contraction. Then it was like full steam ahead with this one, probably because I knew that I had to get my kid down and I wanted to finish the cinnamon rolls. It came on a little bit slower at first. So it was like water broke. And then I was sitting on the couch and I was like, Oh, and I had been having cramps. So the Tuesday before Water broke on a Friday. On the Tuesday, we went to some friend's house and they made this delicious dinner. We spent a lot of time sitting around the table on these like wooden chairs. And the whole night I was having like a lot of cramping, a lot. And I kept thinking to myself, like my water's going to break in their living room, you know, because it, it was not like anything I experienced, but definitely like I could make it through and still carry conversation and whatnot. But uh, there was times when I was like, I don't know what you're saying right now. All I feel is this cramp. Anyways, I feel like my body was kind of pre- preparing ahead of time. So water broke. Called Rusty in, and then we decided to, right away to just try and get Evie down because it was like eight o'clock at that point. So we turned off the movie. She was so chill. She was tired, anyways. We we're like, okay, we're going to finish Harry Potter tomorrow. It's time for bed. So we climbed into bed. I gave her some of this like little tincture that I have to help her just kind of calm down. And Rusty read a book, and I laid with her, and I had a contraction while I was laying with her. And yeah, and then I just kissed her. She fell asleep. I gave her, I actually cried. This is the part that like, I think the most emotions I felt through this whole experience outside of like, just like the pure elation and joy and empowerment and all that, like all the the incredible emotions has been just a little bit of like grief isn't the right word, but processing the fact that she is no longer my only baby. So I was laying in bed with her and I'm like, you know, she fell asleep and I kissed her head and I I just like was crying because just the realization, like so happy to be having this next baby, but also like, this is the last moment really that it's just me and her. And so we've still really held that bedtime ritual super sacred. <laughs> Here it goes. So anyways, she went down super easy. It was like best case scenario. And I came back out and kind of waited to have another. I waited to time a couple. Well, I texted my midwife and just said, hey, my water broke. And then waited to have another contraction and kind of like let her know that they were about eight minutes apart. And that I could, you know, like they were, I could talk through them if I needed to. And then uh, Rusty got the tub. And. And it was already in the house. So we set up like, um, there's just a few things you have to do for a home birth. Like we put a, pulled the sheets, the blanket off the bed and put a a shower curtain over the bottom sheet and then put another fitted sheet over the shower curtain, laid down the tarp and he started filling the tub. Poor guy. So he, first of all, he couldn't get the hose to work. We bought this hose like for water that's, you know, it's the kind of hose where you can have like drinkable water and he couldn't get it to hook up to the shower. So he pulled the, we used more of like a trough that my midwife just let us use. We didn't have to pay to like rent a big tub. And I actually liked it better, I believe, even though I don't have anything to compare it to because I could really like hold on and I'll get to that, but like ground myself, hold on tight versus like a blow up tub. It had like, you know, secure sides that you could hold on to. So anyways, he, he was able to pull it into the bathroom and started to fill it with our shower head that comes down. 
and all the way full warm water. And then we realized that we didn't put the, the like cover in, which we had to do, you know, like for sanitation and you know, all that. So he had to dump the whole freaking thing out, like one giant pot full at a time. Oh, <laughs> and then our hot water, was, <laughs> hot water was out. So we had no more hot water. Oh no. <laughs> so it ended up being, I mean, he was like, I felt so bad for him because like, you know, he's, he's worked up. He's about to have another mm-hmm. baby and his wife's about to go through something really intense. And he knows it. he's been there before as my rock. Mm-hmm. And he was like, just, he just, it's amazing how he does under pressure. You know, he was, I could tell he was frustrated, but he just like, kept going. So what we ended up doing is we set up in the living room, which is where I wanted it anyways, not in the bathroom. That wouldn't, that wouldn't have been good now that I look back too, because the midwives would have been able to like move around the tub and all that. So, and the midwife, uh, our midwife's assistant showed up first and we adore her. We've met her a number of times and, and she helped him hook it up to the behind the dish, the washing machine, but we didn't have any hot water. So it didn't really matter. <laughs> so what he started doing was take it. He took our biggest pot and he fill it with water and the tea kettle and fill it with water and just bring it to boil or really, really warm and then dump it in the tub over and over and over. And it became, in some ways, it was kind of nice for those first few hours of labor because I was having a contraction like every eight minutes. And I was sitting on the yoga ball in the kitchen with him and we were talking as the midwives got everything set up. And it just gave, I think it gave him something to like keep him moving through that because those first few hours were, were slower. I would have a contraction, like I said, like every eight or so minutes, he would stop what he was doing. And I would just put my arms around his shoulders and, and move through the contraction and then go back to the yoga ball. And the mid, so it was, it was in a way it was nice. He got the tub pretty much all the way full. And then the midwives left, which actually was really nice. They, they they could tell that like, it wasn't like we're leaving cause nothing's happening. It was like, we're going to leave. So you two can have some alone time, which I really appreciated. And I moved to the bedroom, excuse me, with their like peanut blow up ball, yoga ball type thing in between my legs. And I was laying on my left side. And things started to slowly pick up and it was unbelievable because it was at right at midnight, people in the, in our neighborhood were setting off fireworks and it was like at midnight, things just like clicked over. It was like, for whatever reason, she didn't want to like really come hard until the new year, but I'll never forget laying there, hearing a firework and having a contraction. And it was the first one that I had to kind of like low deep moan through. And then from there, it was like, they were coming so fast. I was shaking between them and I, you know, I I kept having to like to poop, which I don't, it's not a shameful thing to say. And pee, just like everything was like, my body's like expelliarmus. (laughs) So (laughs) getting rid of everything. And I'd go to the bathroom and like when I had, and I always have a contraction on the toilet, they would be so intense. This time compared to Evie, I was so much more aware of what was going on because I had been through it. And now I've, I'm way more well-versed in birth. So it was like, I knew, okay. Once I, my body started shivering between contractions, just from the intensity of it all. So I had like a few contractions like that. I was like, I'm nearing transition. It was, so I went from like eight to midnight, pretty consistently, just my body was doing what it needed to do. And then right at midnight, things just shifted over. So Rusty texted the midwives, they came back. I'm like shaking between contractions, like not really able to have a conversation. But what was cool is I know you and I talked about this through the first few hours, I was able to have that experience that I never really had with Evie, where like, between contractions, I could laugh and have a conversation. And like, I felt the anticipation, the butterflies and the nerves of what was coming and the fact that I was going to get to meet my daughter. And that was really special. And then it just like clicked over to where it was like, okay, I can't even hardly think. I just, every, all of my energy and focus was just into trying to like doze in between contractions, which I was able to do a few different times. 
drinking water and just like preparing mentally for the next one because I didn't get myself in the headspace to be prepared for the next one. It was kind of like a, oh shit, I'm not ready, you know? And and if I said that, then the contraction didn't feel as effective because I would kind of get like, not panicky, but like my voice would be a little bit higher and kind of like more of a whimper versus like a, no, I'm going to fucking roar my way through this kind of thing. Or like moan, those, those ones, as it started to get intense, it was more of like a moan, like a deep guttural moan. And then I, I switched, the midwife was like, try and switch positions every like 15 to 20 minutes. So I went to on my knees with my arms on the ball and things got so intense, so fast. And I, they were ready. Rusty had the bowl and I knew I was like, okay, I, I puked. And that was the first time I was like, okay, I am in transition right now. It was the same with Evie. And then had one more on the bed that was like, I was like trying to escape my body, like writhing on the bed. Basically it was so, I'll never forget that contraction. It was so intense. And the guys were like, okay, let's get you in the pool. And so we got in the tub. So I got in the tub and it was immediate relief. Like that first moment, my whole body submerged. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I think in some ways I was like wary of getting in because I didn't want anything to slow down. I was like, I am ready to have her. Like, let's just do this. And it didn't, nothing slowed down. It just mm-hmm. gave me a little bit of relief, which was amazing. And you know, the, the, the contractions got more intense, but I'm so grateful Hello friends, Jess and Laura here popping on for a quick word. You know that we make it our personal mission to partner with companies we know, love, and trust. And we are so proud to announce we're partnering again with one of our favorite brands, Haya. Haya is a thoughtfully sourced kids multivitamin made from a blend of 12 farm fresh fruits and vegetables and turbocharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, teeth bones, and more. Minus all the sugar you might find in typical kids vitamins. It's also non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. The other really cool part is that Haya arrives straight to your door every month, which is one less thing to remember. And your first month comes with a reusable glass bottle your kids can personalize with stickers. You should see Bear and Cammies. They are decorated to the nines. And then every month thereafter, Haya is going to send you a no-plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins, which means it's good for us and the environment. I love it. EV stickers ended up all over the house. <laughs> we, we worked out a special offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com forward slash Modern Mamas or enter code Modern Mamas at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash Modern Mamas and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Full discount applied at checkout. Did you labor with yours in the water? I can't remember. I did. For both times yeah, I did. Both of them. Yes. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. Did, mm-hmm. um, and did you notice a difference? Oh yeah. 100%. It's night and day. It's, it's, it's lovely. <laughs> it is beautiful. And I, I, the only reason I had to get out with bear is because it just, I, it wasn't productive and I needed like your midwives yeah. have mentioned, like needed to change positions to try and encourage him to move. But when I, with Camille, we got there, labored on the toilet a little bit, like you had mentioned, and then it was like in the tub yeah. for the rest of it. It's amazing. The toilet is also insanely intense. Yes. Very intense. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I know that now. And like with Evie, I remember having one on the toilet and, and being like, nope, not doing that again. This time I was like, <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Like I just welcomed the intensity because yeah. I just, I wanted to just, I wanted to meet her so badly. And you know me, I'm like, let's do this. I'm going to control this. I'm going to make it happen. So I'm in the tub and the contractions start coming. And like within not long in the tub, my noises started to shift. Actually that first, that contraction I mentioned on the bed where I was like, 
little more like writhing, like this is, it was so intense. I started doing a little bit more guttural, like, and the midwives were like, okay. Like, I think <laughs> I like shifted to like a pushing sound. And so I got into the tub and, you know, from there, those, the noises were definitely more like guttural and like, uh, you know, like yeah. pushing, like roaring it's like, kind of. Oh, it's like, you can't even. <laughs> you can't help it. Yeah, it's, you yeah. can't help it. When I watch videos of women and I, I, I admire this so much, but I also don't think one is better than the other. And they're like super quiet. And like, I just don't understand how that's possible. And every body is so different, but like, I am, I am loud and it's, <laughs> and I'm, I, I like the noise, you know, for mm-hmm. me, it's incredibly effective. So I would switch from like, mostly I was on my hands and knees in the tub. And when I want to come, I would grab the sides of the, the trough. Um, Rusty used to work at a farm supply store in San Luis Obispo. And he's like, oh, I used to sell these all the time. <laughs> so it was like a full on like trough in our living room. <clears throat> and so I would just grab the sides and like, sometimes I'd be in, on hands and knees or sometimes I'd grab it and like, almost like be in like a squat kind of. And I was feeling the need to bear down, but I had, you know, done some reading and listening about like the fetal ejection reflex. And it was kind of like, it'd be nice to just kind of have that happen. That's not how my body works. Like I, I have to push because I was bearing down thinking, and I kept actually touching down there thinking that. Her head has got to be here soon. My midwife is so awesome. She's very like hands off unless she needs hands on. So she let me just kind of like experiment and and feel out my body and sh- and trust my body. And at some point, I was like, I feel like I should be pushing, but I just don't know. And I don't. I didn't want to hurt myself by you know. I, I didn't want to push too fast or too soon or, or you know any of that. She's like, Well, do you want me to check you? And I was going back and forth. I had another contraction. I was like, Yes, <laughs> please. Just I just need to know. You know. And so. She had me, and she knew what she was doing this whole time. She had me flip over. So like I was, you know, bearing my vagina at her. I was like, not on my back, but more of like in a seated, a seated reclined seat. And so she, she checked, she like waited. She knew what she was doing. She waited till I was about to have contraction, which was incredibly uncomfortable. But she, she was checking for a lip. And she told me this whole time. Like, it wasn't like she was playing a trick on me, but so she, I was in that position. She checked. And then I had a contraction and she's like having checking and then having that contraction, just kind of like, I did have a little bit of a cervical lip in that position. Everything played out perfectly where the lip just like was able to disappear or whatever happens to a cervical lip. (laughs) And that contraction was probably one of the worst I have ever had. It was so uncomfortable, but I could tell from the moment she did that. And she never even told me how far along I was. She, all she said was she did that. And then she was like, just trust your body. And after that contraction, I started like, it's something took over and I was pushing, but it didn't feel like I was forcing it. It was just like, that's what my body wanted to. So I think it was kind of that. I don't have anything to compare it to, but like, I was definitely more intentionally pushing, but it was like, my body was doing it, not me. And I think it was like four of those contractions with pushing until like, you know, rest. So at this point (laughs) I got very loud. It was a, a shift even from like to more, it was like a legit roar. I was literally roaring. That's all I could do. And so I'm louder. And meanwhile, this whole time Evie's been asleep in her bed, like her bedroom is on the other side of this wall. We have a very small house and those noises, she woke up one other time, but just to go to the bathroom and Rusty caught her before she actually saw what was going on because she told us that she didn't want to be there. She wanted to be there right when Evie was born, but not for the labor Uh, for her. the, The sounds were unnerving because we had watched a lot of videos. And so we had plans for our dear friend to pick her up as soon as I went into labor, but she got COVID. So they were actually supposed to come over. Her and her husband were supposed to come over for New Year's Eve, which would have been ideal if they had been at our house. And then I went into labor and they took Evie with them. But in the grand scheme of things, the actual way things 
things played out was absolutely perfect. So she woke up one time to go to the bathroom. Rusty was able to kind of just like direct her to the bathroom and then bring her back to bed. And then this time she woke up like when I was about to push her sister out. And so Rusty went in there with her. And then I, I heard one of the midwives, because I was very aware of what was going on. I heard one of the midwives say, hey, Rusty, you're, you're going to want to come back now. She's coming. And for me, that was just like, oh, fuck, yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I pushed. And then and the midwife's like, I see her head. And, and the midwife asked Rusty. So Rusty's holding Evie. He walks back in to watch and be there for it. But Evie didn't want to watch. So she was like, had her head in his shoulder. And the midwife's like, do you want to catch? And he was like, you know, I love that. He was like, no, I'm, I've got, I'm holding Evie. So he you know, was holding her in his arms as I am delivering this baby. And so it took, so it was like four pushes and then four contractions of pushing. And then her head showed. And then it took everything in me to just like, the midwife was so great at helping me to not force it, which I didn't get that at the hospital at all. Uh, so this time it was like, like she helped me with a specific kind of breathing to make mm -hmm. sure it was like almost like a panting to just kind of like back off a little bit and let her come out in a way that was gonna, I didn't tear at all. Oh, sweet girl. So her little head came out. And I felt that, oh, oh, yeah, she just makes the sweetest noises. Oh my goodness gracious. No. So, she's like, her you're talking about my birth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my heart. I swear to God. I love her so much. It hurts my body. So, so then I feel her head come out and, and they were like, okay, slow, 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 slow. And then I felt her shoulders come out and that was like uncomfortable, but different. And then they had me slow again, where I think with Evie, it was just like head. Okay, let's do this. And I just like shoved her whole body out, like shot her out. And this time it was just way more, I felt really in control of the situation. And I felt like I could feel every part of her body come out of my vagina. <laughs> and so then the midwife caught her. And at this point I was on my hands and knees. And so she was like, wanted to pass her back through, but there wasn't a lot of space. And thank goodness I'm flexible. I literally took my right foot and put it like on top of the side of the trough to make space and they passed her through and the midwife was like whoa <laughs> you're flexible <laughs> and I brought her to my chest and I like I'll never forget that moment it was I still like just get head to toe chills when I think about it it's just like bringing her to my chest and she's so tiny so she's six pounds she was six pounds one ounce but thriving like you could just see like she was healthy as could be and then the midwife shows me her so I bring her up to my chest and then the midwife's like I hear them say she's got a true knot which is like a full on knot, a beautiful. It was so pretty, just like this beautiful knot in the cord. And for whatever reason, I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that it, it's not a bad thing, but I, hearing a knot, I think that I was surprised that I wasn't like, Oh gosh, like that's scary. I was just like, I didn't know. I was like, that's beautiful because she, there's this stuff called, mm, I forget the name now, but something jelly through the cord. And Indy had like, a plethora. She had like extra of this jelly. And so it had protected her the whole time from any sort of cutoff. And so she's just this little thriving, perfect baby with this beautiful umbilical cord and this, you know, this beautiful knot in it that just is so unique to her because they're very rare. It's like 0.2% of, of birth our babies have that in the umbilical cord. So I just pulled her to my chest and, you know, she started crying and immediately just turned pink. And it was so powerful to then look up and have Evie and Rusty's arms like looking down at me. And, and in that moment, like I will never having a home birth in this experience for us, especially given the current state of the world and COVID and all that, like I can't even put into words how special it was to have the four of us immediately there, you know, in that moment, when I have Indy on my chest, I look up and my husband and my daughter are right there. Like there, there are no words. And I know I'm going to be processing that for a long time. 
and just sitting in the gratitude of making that decision and having that decision feel so easy for us and feeling so supported by Rusty and not questioned by family at all and trusting the whole time. Like I just trusted that it was going to be our story and having it work out where our friend did have COVID and that sucks and she's totally fine. It sucks. But at the same time, it was like that allowed Evie to be there for that moment. So Evie got to watch the placenta, me birth the placenta, which again, I was so much more aware of this time. I don't know at the hospital what they did, if they pulled it or not, but this time, like I actively birthed the placenta, which I don't think I did at the hospital. And then they just put it in a bowl and I got to like sit in the tub and the, my placenta is like floating right there next to me. And I, you know, our midwife assistant took photos and we haven't seen them yet, but I can't wait to see them because like just seeing the placenta, which is still in my fridge, I need to decide what I want to do with that. And so, yeah. And so I'm sorry. Now she's, you want milkies? She's kind of waking up. She says, you're talking about the most special experience. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So then we go, they drive me off and we go just climb into our bed in our room, all four of us, you know, and I'm sitting there just like topless, bleeding and so, so happy. <laughs> like so happy. No words for how happy I was. And when they pushed, first put her on my chest, she latched right away, which was magic. And many of you know, if you've been listening for a while, that I had inverted nipples with Evie. And so I had to use a shield. And so to have her like immediately latch and nurse right from the get-go, um, and like see the colostrum like coming into your mouth, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So that felt really, really good. Because that was like another, you know, that was kind of just in the back of my mind. Not sure how that was going to pan out. She's latched right now, but now I'm snoozing and all my milk, all the... <laughs> All the tinglys on both sides. You're just going to spill it all over yourself, child. Anyways, so that was magic. They left us alone for, I don't even, I have no idea how long, but just the four of us, like in bed, looking at her, you know, just in awe, talking and having the opportunity to like right away ask Evie, like, how are you feeling? How was that for you? You know, and and she felt, she's like, it was kind of, she was like, I was feeling kind of shy is what she said at first. And it was a lot for her to hear me making those noise and to like have that wake her up. But again, just being able to all be together right there and process through that, talk through it together. And of course, we're still we're still doing that. But she was just like immediately in love and wanting to like kiss her. And it was so special. And Rusty just looked like he was like such a proud papa, but also in such a daze. Like that went so fast. He worked so hard. He was my rock, you know, and then also like balancing being there for Evie and just an incredible human. <laughs> this one's it's 244. You know, at this point, probably more like four, two. 344 and they come back in and my midwife helps me just go take a quick shower which felt like heaven while Rusty held her and then to walk back into the room and like see her in his arms with Evie right there kissing her I was just like a puddle climb back in bed and we did the whole like the well check so like weighing weighing Indy all the measurements all that and checking my vagina and no tearing like everything was just and I, I will say having torn in the first birth my labia, it is night and day recovery as far as I've experienced with not having any tears. So that was, that was nice. <laughs> and then they like cleaned up and said goodbye and made sure that I, oh, they made sure I was like hydrated and that I had food coming and all of that. And then, and then they left and it was like, we were just, it was just us. You know, we had this like fresh bed, all clean, the tub's still in our living room filled with very red water <laughs> that we dealt with the next day. But Maybe later that day. I think later that day. I don't know. It's all a blur. So then we, Rusty baked the cinnamon rolls and ba- made bacon. And we sat around the table and I was holding Indy and Evie was next to me and he's across from me and we're eating sourdough cinnamon rolls. And I just start like sobbing. <laughs> 
it was just it was Aww. such an emotional moment because it's like this is this is everything i could have hoped for you know mm-hmm. we're we're a family of four and we're having this meal in our own home and yeah it was it was crazy and so then ate those and evie at this point was like i'm not tired because she had slept from what eight probably eight thirty to two two thirty so we put on a moana for her and the three of us came into the bedroom and I slept for like a solid, probably hour and a half. I probably needed more, but I was just on such a high, you Mm -hmm. know? And that first day newborn, she slept a ton and Rusty slept for probably like two and a half hours or so. So I got up after an hour and a half and just went and snuggled Evie a little bit and uh, (laughs) and then came back in. (laughs) What? And then came back in. You have a bubble? And laid back down again. Rusty got up and put on a like nature show for Evie because she was so awake. I was like, you need to sleep, child. But that put her to sleep. So she goes up <laughs> on the couch for like three hours. <laughs> and then, so it, what's funny is we had plans to have, many of you may, maybe know Jenna and her family. It's Three Rivers Kitchen, Three Rivers Farm. They just moved and they live like down in the town next door to us, which is like where Evie goes to school and everything. And so we had plans to have them over for New Year's Day. And I had all this stuff like planned. So I had a full turkey browning in the oven or in the fridge. I had a pumpkin pie made. I had cranberry sauce and like all this stuff ready to go. So we, we ate so well that day. We had some, we didn't cook the turkey that day. Neither of us was up for that, but I made this like, and I had the focaccia. So I made this like kick-ass sandwich of like turkey and everyone who's been following me on Instagram knows it's like my jam right now. I just made this amazing sandwich and we just like rested. And then it was, there was fresh snow outside. So Rusty and Evie went and played outside and I sat on the porch all bundled up when, and with Indy all bundled up and it's nice having fresh air in our rocking chair and watch them play. We had a really nice first day, like such a special New Year's, obviously welcoming her. And then it's so quiet on New Year's Day. It always feels so quiet. And then we watched, we finished Harry Potter like we promised. <laughs> and we then we started the next one and we went to bed early and slept so hard. I didn't because one thing I didn't mention yet is that I have a really intense postpartum cramping, like almost contractions. It was bad with Evie and it was so hard this time. Like I have to, I can't talk. Like I have to literally breathe through them. And so those kept me up significantly more than Indy did that first night. I had a hard time. It was like every, I was having one every 30 to 60 minutes and they'd keep me up. So that was hard, but I was also just like so freaking blissful that it is what it is. And I took this, Wish Garden makes a, like after after ease or something like that. And that seemed to help a little bit. And then if I just kept my bladder empty, helped a little bit, but those lasted the first two days, they were really, really intense. Third day, still intense, but better. And then I'm on day five now and I'm not having them. So things just happen quickly with my body postpartum is what my midwife said. Like those contractions, like my, I, you know, bled a lot. And then now it's hardly any, and like uterus kind of shrunk pretty quickly. Still obviously have my postpartum belly that I love. But so that was the, I'd say the hardest part as far as like the postpartum situation was the, just the cramping. So the first night was hard. The second night was a little better, but now last night she slept, I got like a five hour stretch, which typically I wouldn't let a newborn sleep five hours without eating, but she nursed nonstop from like nine to 10 30. So I knew I was like, still, my boobs were still, you know, relatively not deflated by any means, but not, not like boulders. So anyways, last night was my best night's sleep yet. I like a, almost a five hour stretch and then she nursed again and then I got another like couple hours. So that was magic, but yeah, 
she's here. <laughs> and I can just keep talking about her because I'm staring at her as she's nursing. Keep talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> she's just so perfect. That is it's so crazy. amazing. Yeah. How, I mean, it's just wild. She's here. How is, I mean, just now, like, aside from, you know, the birth and the, like, physical parts of postpartum, like, how are you feeling, like, mentally? Like, because yeah. I, I, I want to say, not to interject like my story here, but like, I feel like sometimes people think it's just all happy and it's beautiful and like birth is great and, and there's no tears, there's no mixed emotions. And that might be the case for you too. I mean, not to take anything away from that, but like, also I remember being so happy, but also crying for no reason <laughs> sometimes. Or, I you know, I ahead. haven't had any only happy tears at this point. I'll be totally honest. And that could change. Obviously mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just on this high right now. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. I keep kind of like being emotionally, like mentally preparing myself to have the opposite, but mm-hmm. it's been my biggest stress right now is just like getting Evie to school because I, one thing that I'm definitely feeling very, very called to do is not leave the house and not put her in a car seat and not go out into the world yet at all. And which I don't think I ideally we don't have to at this stage, but Rusty coaches in the morning and we don't have anyone to help. But so our good friends did offer. So this week they offered to take her to school, which is so helpful. But then like first two days were canceled because of weather. And then it's been a delayed start to try and let some of the ice melt. So Rusty's been able to take her anyways. So that's been like my biggest stress is just like really just making sure that Evie's life isn't really terribly altered. And she needs it after two weeks home from vacation. And then, you know, now we've just been kind of cooped up. Typically, if we were all home, I'd be getting her out every day and and all that. So that's the biggest stress, but that's been working out well so far. And I don't have any, I don't feel bluesy at all. I don't even feel, I like haven't napped (laughs) because Mm. I I think it's still still adrenaline, but I feel like, and the mornings are slow. So I'm, I'm not getting out of bed till after seven. Rusty makes coffee. We all, Evie climbs into bed and we'll just snuggle. And so I'm not feeling keep saying like, I need a nap. But yesterday, you know, I was just home with, with Indy and I was like, I'm going to rest, but I, I just put on new girl and, and snuggled Indy. And like, that was felt really restful to me. Yeah. You're still resting for sure. Yeah. Just not sleeping yeah. during the day. I, I have a hard time with it. So yeah, so far I feel, I feel really good. I feel really grateful. I'm bummed that like my, we don't have family nearby. So like mm-hmm. they don't get to come and see her. My mom's coming next week, which will be lovely. But like, you know, she's not getting, Evie got to meet her uncle and aunts and everything like right away. And so that like a little bit of sadness there. And it's not because of COVID necessarily. It's like, we're all just spread out all over the country. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's hard, but I'm feeling so much love and support from all over from friends and family and this community. And we feel very, very loved and very set up, you know, friends brought us dinner last night and we've gotten like, you know, just my friend Kelsey just sent us a Venmo, like here, get takeout, that kind of stuff. And so that feels good. My mom's going to come and like clean and just take Evie to school back and forth to school. And even that just alone is like so helpful. Oh, she's pooping. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'd say overall, like it truly, you know, and, and and fortunately like we're going to keep doing these catch ups and I'll be transparent if things get hard for the most part, unless I don't feel, you know, like sharing. But right now I feel like super blissful and super grateful when I look at her I'm just like like in the middle of the night you know and during the day especially when Evie was home all day it's I don't get a lot of just like I'm sitting here alone with Indy and so I've actually the headspace I've taken for for nighttime 
it just kind of happened naturally is like, we don't have phones in the bedroom. So like at nighttime, oh my gosh, she's filling this diaper at nighttime. (laughs) I literally just stare at her the whole time she nurses. And like, she, she has some like awake time at night where she just, she's not nursing, but her eyes are wide open. And so I just like talk to her and tell her how much I love her. And I really like, I'm actually cherishing those moments. So when she does wake up, I'm not like, Oh damn it. It's more like, okay, like we're just going to have our time. Mm-hmm. And Rusty's waking up early every day at five, four or 5 a.m. to coach. So I just like let him sleep. Um, he gets more time with her during the day, not more than me, but you know, he gets time with her during the day. Yeah. And at night I just, I am cherishing those, those moments because I don't have to be anywhere during the day. I don't have to get up at any time, you know, and just like, I'll sleep when I sleep, but <laughs> I'm really trying to, this is it. We're not having any more babies. So yeah. just like knowing that and wanting to just embrace this newborn stage. Cause she's just so, well, she's smiling. <laughs> she also doesn't, she's not like so far, not really, she cries if she's pissed. Like if she's got a little bit of a rash on her butt. And so when I put cream on there, she like, doesn't love it or <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's got a little smirk. But like when she wakes up in the middle of the night, she's kind of just poos. She's like, uh, uh, and grunts. So that's nice to wake up to just this like little, little baby noises. And then I, you know, change her and nurse her. And it's, we've got a good little rhythm going. And I just, I, we co-sleep, we bed share. And I just, I, I love having her next to me and just like hearing those little noises and not having to like get up and get out of bed. I just like, you know, reach over and snuggle her in. And it's just been, it's been special five days in. So I'm not especially sleep deprived yet, but like I said, we'll talk in a couple of weeks and see how tired I am. I'm mean, feeling I, very nourished and, and truthfully rested. And I think my biggest struggle is not doing too much. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. I have a hard time. I want to make food. I it's, it's, it's brings me joy. And I I've got focaccia like fermenting right now. And I am doing laundry because, you know, so I have to just like find my medium where, and my body tells me, so three days postpartum, she was born on Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday, Rusty had to drive the van all the way down to Oregon again. It was a pre-planned, like we have to get it in. This was our window or we would probably have had to wait another month or so. So that day I did way too much because I had Evie home. I didn't have a car seat for Indy yet. We were getting one from a friend and it was snowing and we were just inside all day. And like, by the end of the day, I was like, I feel beat up because I just on my feet way too much, you know, juggling both of them and food and all that. So the next day I just, I've been making a point of like spending more time laying down and that's been really helpful. I feel, I feel really good today. So yeah. Anyways, (laughs) that's my biggest struggle is probably just being still. Hi friends, Laura here with a quick break to tell you a little bit about one of our absolute favorite products and companies. Our friends at Paleo Valley are on a mission to help people reclaim vibrant health, providing products that prioritize nutrient density in an industry that prioritizes everything else. They believe that every dietary choice and every added ingredient is a powerful opportunity to love and care for ourselves. And we couldn't agree more. I love the Organ Complex and Sea Serum for everyday holistic health support. And the beef and turkey sticks are our favorite travel essentials when we're out in the van. And right now we are digging the super greens. They're organic, they're non-GMO, and they contain the actual ingredients that you can use that aren't going to cause inflammation. And right now you can get 15% off of your Paleo Valley order with the code MODERNMAMAS. Check it out. 
for both of them, for different reasons, there's like this period of like pure adrenaline and bliss and mm-hmm. hormones that are like keeping you moving forward. I think it's probably primal, right? Because like yeah, totally. you just have this new, you know, back in the day, you have a new infant. Now you got to stay awake to like protect it and make sure that everything's okay. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some like primal instinct there. But then, you know, hopefully you guys get into a rhythm of just... I'm sure you will. I because I, I yeah. you know it's been a long time since I had a newborn, but I do remember that feeling of like I'm not tired. I could stare at this baby all day. Like <laughs> <laughs> so happy, <laughs> you know. And I think that's pretty standard. Par for totally. the course. <laughs> par for the course. And I, I had some concerns after that day where I did too much. I texted my midwife and I'm like, I have been going nonstop today, and I'm like worried about prolapse or whatever. Because I looked. I, I will say I'm checking myself out significantly more this time, significantly earlier down there than I did with Evie. So I don't know what normal is. I know that it doesn't look normal right now, <laughs> but I yes. also just had a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I like looking at things. I'm like, is that normal? And so I texted her and it's so great having a midwife. I could just like text and she's like, listen, we're not going to really check it out for another week because you got to give your body time to have things go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, and then also she's like, with the, with the shape you're in, I would be completely floored if you had any, anything going on, like, yes, rest, but also you're, you're okay. You know? So mm-hmm. that felt good just to kind of like hear her say that. Cause that's my body. My mind was telling me, but I, you know, hear all stories and very much in our culture right now, which I love it's cause it's counterbalancing the like extreme, like do more, get back to work, get your body back is kind of this, like, don't leave your room for 40 days kind of thing, mm-hmm. which doesn't work for me. And I think it's beautiful and it works for some people. So trying to find what, what do I want and what is my body asking for versus, you know, what is, what should I, what, what's the should and who's telling me what I should be doing. It's like, what does my body actually want in this moment? Do I want to get up and make myself a delicious meal? Yes. Do I want to keep baking sourdough? Yes. <laughs> and so that, you know, how can I want to keep playing with Evie in whatever capacity, like she likes to race and I'm like, well, I will walk race you. I'm not going to run right now. So little things like that, that just like trying to, instead of like looking for any sort of extrinsic motivation or intuition, I guess really focusing on my own, on that intrinsic, like what, what feels good for me in this, in this moment. So that's been a good lesson as well, because you know, that's what we just cutting out the noise is pretty powerful. It's amazing. I love that. And mm-hmm. I love it kind of just a nodding to like the shoulds can go both ways, right? Like mm-hmm. you should be up and doing things and you know, all this, or you should be resting for 40 days. Like it's just, I, I love mm-hmm. that you're just kind of where you've always been is just tapping into your own intuition with how things feel for you. And so I'm proud of you, friend. Thank you. It means a lot. And your support's been so special in this community too. Just like the messages and the, you know, people reaching out, it's just like, I don't know. It's so special having, having had Evie so early in the podcast and then to be where we are now with the community having grown. And so many women who are like, I had a baby around the same time as you with Evie and like now I'm pregnant again, or I just gave birth. It's like, uh, that's, it just, it's so cool to be energetically on the same, in the same same place as so many people. Yeah. It's special. Oh, so special. I love it. I can't wait to meet her and hold her. Hopefully it's not. too long. I know. <laughs> and she's still a wee one at some point. I know. I'm just going to tell Tim that I'm going to have to make a trip out there. Oh my gosh. Come was that, down. was that poop? That was, yeah. She's like letting it rip. <laughs> so <laughs> yesterday she had her first chiropractic appointment. And so she got her little, like, you know, super gentle newborn adjustment and her Atlas was super off, you know, birth is intense. And so he, he fixed that. 
And she had a little bit of goop in like one of her eyes and that's like gone now with the adjustment and a lot of breast milk. And then, and then this, like after the adjustment, she had two, the biggest poops she's ever had. I mean, she's only four days old, but giant poops. And then she slept, she took like a super long, <laughs> super, super steady nap. It was so great. And now I feel like she's just releasing a little bit more here. <laughs> it's a big one, Indy. That's amazing. I love that. So, and you had this name kind of picked out in the back of your mind for mm-hmm. a while. And you, when you saw her, was it like, oh yeah, like she's, she's Indy. Yeah. And it was so special because I, I, with Rusty, like when Evie was born, he put her on my chest. So he caught her and put her on my chest. And I looked at him and I said, as like, is she Evie? And he, he said, yes. And he was like crying and it was so sweet. And then this time, I got to ask Evie that. I said, hey, Evie, who's this? And she said, it's Indy. And it was so special. <laughs> so, so special. I love it so much. It almost, yeah. I mean, this birth story almost makes me want to do it <laughs> Let me tell you, the intensity of labor and pushing, it's like, I don't want to use the word pain. And my whole plan going into it was like, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to talk about the pain. I didn't talk about the pain during, but like, birth, it, it's just, it's, I'm not going to, still not going to use the word pain, but it's so intense. There was one moment during pushing when I was, I, t- I was looking at the midwife assistant because Rusty was with Evie. She's holding my hands and I was like, help. I said like help like three <laughs> times, just help. <laughs> Cause it's just like you, and just, but the thing about it that makes it so empowering is that the moment you think you can't, you do. Yeah. And then, and, and that's typically like when they show up, you right, know, right. Or like when you're in transition and you're moving into pushing, it's like just at the brink when you're, mm-hmm. you can't do it anymore. You think mm-hmm. you can't like, or I, at least for me where I thought I couldn't anymore. It's like, not only did I, but I, but with like strength and power and just, yeah, it's just so cool. <laughs> oh yeah. And I feel like that is what everyone says, right? They're like, when I started asking for help or like, yeah. you were saying, I can't do it. That's like the moment where it's like, no, you're doing it. Like you're literally doing it. It's like, you're in another world, but I've yeah. never been like so much out of my, like in another world, but also like so much in my body mm-hmm. and so aware of, of everything that was going on. It was, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. So if anyone is, in the process, maybe you're pregnant, you're thinking about it. This is a N equals one experiment and my experience, of course, but home birth was so incredible. So incredible. I just, I would do it again and again. And of course it's like, you know, again, that's my experience. I wouldn't do it again and again. I'm done, (laughs) (laughs) but I would choose it, you know, for, for this experience again and again, it was very special. And I'm just so, I'm so proud of my body and my mind you know and my just the fact that i i grew this human and then like brought her here it's really incredible to think about women mamas birthing people we are so badass mm-hmm. <laughs> amen to that sister uh, amen <laughs> <laughs> oh well thank you so much friend for sharing everything and how do you feel Thanks now how do you feel now kind of like emoting from start to finish I think it's helped me like, I like that you asked about in my emotional mood and stuff. It's helped me just process mm-hmm. a little bit more of like the actual birth and like having Evie and Rusty there. I think, I think I need to process that more mm-hmm. and it's all good feelings, but just like the enormity of that. And that's what I wanted. And I think I just kind of been in this like blissful postpartum bubble with, with Indy and whatnot that I haven't taken time to like really sit and, and process that, like even that moment of mm-hmm. her on my chest and them right there. And then just like really acknowledging that I, I am doing well. And then I 
do feel really good, but staying aware of that mood. Like this moment right now is lovely and mm-hmm. embracing it, but also being like mentally and emotionally aware that I, things can shift and just being staying in tune with that a little bit. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's, I'm so glad that you shared openly and honestly too, because it's like, it's almost like people and maybe my question too, I'm like, Oh, is everything okay? Like, is she still feeling good? Because it's almost like people expect you to be Mm -hmm. struggling or for it to be really hard or very emotional. And like you said, not to say that tomorrow or even heck in an hour, you might feel Mm -hmm. differently, but you know, it's also okay if you're feeling amazing and wonderful and, and happy and like, that's okay too. It's like almost, it's like the pendulum has swung so far the other way. It's like, okay, it's yeah. going gonna to be hard. Like it's got to have to be hard, you know? And maybe, yeah. maybe it won't, you know? It doesn't feel like it. And I'm sure yeah. it'll get more complicated when I'm like working more and, and Rusty's working more, you know, he's got some like job interviews and stuff coming up and things. Will, there, there's always seasons, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. brand new babies sleep a lot, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> during the day. Mm-hmm. So I do have, I like, when I'm alone, I do have a lot of time to just kind of like, be and feel and think about how I'm doing and all that. But Evie's, I like, I really, I have to say, and it's all I know, but I really, really like our age gap a lot. Um, having Evie be four and a half and have like asked for this and love her sister. And she's so helpful. She can get herself dressed. She'll go get me a diaper. She loves throwing the diapers away. She brings me what I need. It's just like, she, she's so helpful. And at this point we're, we're being aware, you know, I always say like, if you're up for it or if you'd like to i don't ever want her to have any like animosity towards the process of helping with her sister or feel forced but she is eager she gets mad at me if i throw the diaper away (laughs) so at this point we're like she might not like it so much when it starts to win food (laughs) (laughs) oh man i think the biggest struggle is not struggle but like my thing i'm most aware with her right now is like keeping our bedtime sacred Mm -hmm. so like i nurse indy Rusty reads and then he takes Indy and I lay with Evie until she falls asleep. And like, I don't want to give that up. The night when I was solo with them both, Indy was not going down. I couldn't even set her down mm-hmm. without her getting upset. And so I brought her into bed with me and Evie and Evie's like, no, I want just you. And I was like, I totally respect that. So I was like, I'm going to go settle her and I will come back. I promise. And so I went and settled Indy and then came back and Evie was asleep. So I laid with her for 15 minutes and just like kissed her and was hoping maybe she'd sense it, but she came, she woke up in the middle of the night and came in and was like really upset. She's like, mama never came back. And my heart, like, I, sorry, I just, I like, it broke. And so Rusty, typically he's been taking her back to her bed if she wakes up in the middle of the night. But I was like, no, 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 I got this. So then I went and laid with her and we just like talked about, you know, I was like, I promise I did come back, but you were sleeping. And so I think that's her only qualm right now is like bedtime and nighttime, mm-hmm. knowing that Indy's in here and she's in her room, which I knew was going to be an issue. So we're just trying to explain to her like, you need your sleep. Mm-hmm. I can promise you we're not having a party in the bedroom. Like it is, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, I'm awake a lot and I'm yeah. nursing a lot and you know, daddy's trying to sleep and it's just, it's not like we're having like just snuggly bliss in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, but I didn't want, you know, just trying yeah. to help her understand why she's in her room so that she right. can get good sleep. So she's got energy. And I think that she's understanding better now. And mornings, I look forward to the morning. She comes in and climbs on the other side of me and we just, we snuggle. And then I usually will get up and like take a shower. And she'll lay next to Indy and it's super sweet. So we have a good little rhythm and it'll continue to change. And right now Indy sleeps. I usually like I'll nurse her in the early morning and then maybe get another hour of sleep. And then, you know, Evie comes in and whatnot and I get up and shower and then she'll sleep like through breakfast and coffee time. 
and Evie getting off to school. And that's nice. She like woke up just before Evie left for school and it was so perfect. So again, like cherishing when the rhythm is sweet, <laughs> mm-hmm. but understanding that it's not, it, it will be shifting continuously as she does. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. and just the rest of your life ahead of you with these mm-hmm. two these two girlies it's gonna it's be amazing so to think about yeah i'm so happy for you guys thank it's you so special thank you thank you friend i know you're probably got a poopy diaper over there to take care yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> sounds like she's working on a real prize for yeah. you <laughs> i'm just like is it leaking anywhere she's so small these diapers <laughs> oh man well thank you for coming on and giving us an thanks hour for, and yeah thanks for the chat so i've been looking forward to this so much just for the catharsis and to be able to share with people because everyone's asking i'm like i'm recording it yeah you know, listen next week oh gosh i'm sure it's going to be highly anticipated release on this one so it'll be fun all right friend well i right. well, love you love you so much love little indy love all those bruners over there and i hope you can feel the love from this community because i'm sure we're all just thrilled for y'all it's so special i absolutely <laughs> do <laughs> all right friend we'll talk all soon right, thanks everyone bye bye Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.